Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Mike is on assignment up in Fort Worth at uh, Texas Motor Speedway. This is Ben Florence telling you the show, but I'm not in the Burks. I'm not in Washington. We're both on the road. Of course, as I said, Mike's on assignment. I'm on assignment as well, but coming to you live from a hallway in the uh, University of Missouri Student Center. I'm outside of the great KCOU. I did a couple of their shows this morning across the hall from uh, MUTV. Some other shenanigans, but yeah, so I'm coming to you live from Columbia, Missouri. We, you love it, I love it. We got a great show for you on tap. Uh, happy Halloween, with some tricks, some treats, you know. We love it, and we know how some people love to treat their Halloween. Not me, of course. We're going to drink a lot of beer tonight. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, we got a great show for you on tap, you know. But one thing we got to talk about, above all else, is and it was a huge story in these neck of the woods, as Columbia, of course, is halfway between um, Kansas City and St. Louis, more or less. But yes, this week on uh, Thursday night was game. No, Wednesday night, pardon me. Game 7 of the World Series, just a couple miles down the road. Drove by Kaufman the other day. Buddy of mine, Jeff Barros. Maybe you'll hear him on the show at some point. Uh, you know, the, the San Francisco Giants defeated the Kansas City Royals. Three two. They won the World Series four games to three. It was, it was, it, what's interesting about the World Series is that, not, well, the, Game 7, far and away, was the best game. But a lot of the games weren't that competitive. We had a lot of one-sided games. Game six was very impressive. It was a very impressive job for the um, for the Kansas City Royals. It was a great win for them to get to seven games. But here, man, but in game seven last night, two nights ago, wow, I'm totally restricted. Moved back one hour to feel like I'm, you know, completely lost at this point Andy Humphrey walking in the hallway and yes again I am coming to you live from the hallway never even done that before but uh, you know game 7 of the World Series on Wednesday night Madison Bumgarner came in relief guys coming into the uh, the 1-800-Flowers broadcast table but um, you know the the Kansas City Royals they got were able to get some offense early, but ultimately not enough. Madison Bumgarner came in relief through five. He had the classic 
five-inning save. And for the San Francisco Giants, as he obviously was the MVP. And also major props to the Chevrolet guy who was giving him the truck, which apparently that truck has been recalled a couple times. Yes, Chevy Colorado. It has, it has been recalled. Which is a uh, fantastic job by Chevrolet on that. But this guy was, you know, the, the truck's got got technology and stuff. Nice nice to see that. Uh, yeah. Great. Totally unprepared job by that guy. But not unprepared by me right now. So, but, you know, the it was interesting to see uh, everybody knew if Bumgarner wasn't going to start. He was going to pitch at some point in the game. He went to him in the fifth inning, and he was lights out as he's been all all series long, he's been unbelievable. This he was unbelievable this series, and for the Giants, he was the chief reason why they won. Because when he played, he was dominant, and when he was dominant, they won. And it was a key figure in how they won the World Series. We got a couple of guys with me right now. They're enjoying as I've enjoyed the show. I'm not sure they could pick you up on my microphone. Maybe we could have the guys call into the show. Our guest call in number is 646 for all you folks out there. 595-3137. If you want to join the Fanatic Radio Program live from Columbia, Missouri in this fantastic hallway. And so in but everyone's talking about the bottom of the nine. Uh, when the Kansas City Royals were uh, they they had uh, uh, Eric uh, not Eric Osmer uh, outscoring left fielder he got a hit and it was going to be a, it looked like a blue single and but then what happened was he the the center fielder Blanco botched the ball and then the left fielder couldn't pick the ball up so he got a single two errors. Should he have sent him home, uh, the third base coach? A lot of people discussing that, but we do have a caller on the line. Caller, welcome to the Fanatic Radio program. Hey, hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, how, how are you enjoying taping in the hallway right now? Uh, it's pretty great. I'm a big fan of hallways. We've taped Fanatic Radio in a lot of uh, great spots, but uh, very happy to be outside an excellent uh, radio station I've been on a couple shows on. But, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been me pretty well. Nice, nice. Um, let me tell you, what is maybe the best show that you were part of today? Um, the best show I was part of today, you know, it's a shame that my good friends Joe Northern and Andy Humphrey were not on Happy Hour today, but they were replaced by, you wouldn't believe this. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, they, uh, tragic, tragic accident. But they were, uh, you know, they were replaced by a couple of WFAN legends, uh, Mike and the Mad Dog. And it really was uh, it was pretty incredible because, you know, everybody would oh, wow, wow. like the Mad Dog to return. but And they did. They reunited on the show earlier. Uh, Mike had uh, the, the Diet Coke, uh, the Mad Dog. Sounded a little off his game, but uh, it was a great job by those two. Well, I mean, you know... It- they, they, they do what they, 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 they can, I guess. That's incredible. How they reunited in the nation of Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. Maybe they were looking to outtop Paul Feinbaum. Yeah, the fun and fun capital of the United States. We would like to thank that caller for calling in. As always, you can join the show, as I said, 646 595 
Or you can uh, listen to the show, our podcast on iTunes, or you can see it later, down a couple days down the road, on on uh, the great B4360.com. Not a website I know anything about. The word keep coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. That's right. That's right. You know, so, but back to the World Series. Should uh, the third base coach have sent Alex Gordon, you know, two outs? And, you know, everyone's, uh, a lot of interesting takes on this. The argument in favor of yes is that, A, you already got in that position. They've made a couple errors already, and they made a couple errors of the botch play in the field, and then that would force them to make one more play at the plate. Also, a series any other play at the plate would have been great. But also, and here's why I come down saying no. Yes, Salvador Perez didn't do anything probably with expected anything, but he's been great for them. It was great for them all through the season, great for them in the World Series. So you got to have some faith in him. Because then you're thro- getting thrown out instead of giving your offense another second chance. But also, Gordon didn't run hard out of the box. He probably thought it was a bloop signal or thought it was going to get caught. I don't know why he wasn't running out of the box. And by the time he got to third base, he was gassed. This, you know, we've talked so much about speed out of this Royals team. Alex Gordon, you know, he, he's mobile. Not, you know, country breakfast Billy Butler, but he's mobile. But he, you know, he got the third, and basically looked totally out of gas. So I think he would have been way out. Of course, can I say that for certain? Of course not. Of course you can. But, you know, it was a wild ending, but, you know, a well-deserved MVP for Madison Bumgarner. It really was a wild series, a series nobody projected. Nobody predicted at the start of the season and at the start of the postseason. Kansas City Royals put on one of the more incredible runs ever, and the Giants put on a pretty impressive run in their own right. You are the height of just too much, But, and, and so the Giants, third season in five years. And what's crazy about these Giants World Series teams, you look at these teams, and I've said this before on our baseball preview shows and the postseason and all that. If nobody at any of these three World Series would say that the San Francisco Giants were the best team going into the postseason in the National League, the team to beat, let alone their own league, as opposed to the World Series as a whole. But And especially this year, this team didn't have the strong start. Of course, they had Madison Bumgarner, but the rotation, not that strong. Good bullpen. The uh, starting lineup was not great. It was solid, but they dealt with a lot of injuries this year. But it was another fantastic job on Bruce Bochy. But this San Francisco team, you know, you hate to use the cliche, they know how to win. But you know what? For somehow, on the even number of years, I don't know how they do it, but they've done it again. I mean, judging their pat, their national record on this, they'll miss the playoffs next year and then win the World Series uh, going forward. But, you know, you look at these two teams, San Francisco, can they do it again? I mean, you know, beyond the whole even odd year shtick, sure, why not? You know, they keep virtually everybody. Madison Bumgarner is an ace. may not be Kershaw, but he's still a fantastic pitcher. This Kansas City Royals team... It's going to be interesting to watch what happens with them going forward. They they ha- they're now have a lot more money to spend. David Glass, the owner, very much a reputation of running the uh, the Royals on the cheap, and he used to uh, uh, has long been a top guy at Walmart, and he's been he was accused of running the Royals at Walmart very cheap and trying to reap in the maximum profit. This year, you get these profits 
Because when you play in the World Series, you don't project at the start of the year. So that's just added money to your budget. So that gives them money to spend. And now, even though the, their attendance wasn't great this year, that's going to go up. The ratings were very strong. They were top ten in the ratings. And then the, the, the playoff ratings were astronomical. They were Super Bowl-esque ratings. Even though Kansas City now a huge market and the ratings were largely down again. But so but and and but for the and the Royals have a tough uh they've got a bad T V contract that they may be it's not certain, but they may be able to negotiate it in a few years. If they continue to win, if they build process, they're gonna have money to spend. You can see them be players for a guy like a Victor Martinez. James Shields, who is their ace, who didn't pitch that well at all in the postseason, he's going to be in the mix for. Um, he's going to be in the mix this regular season, this off season rather, to get some good money. But what's going to happen? It's going to be curious if somebody's going to give him a ton of money, and you may see him ended up back in Kansas City. But Kansas City, I think, has got a bright future. They're guys like that. You do hear maybe they'll trade Eric Osmer. I don't know if they will. I think they'll keep um, Stockis. You know, those are guys that didn't even hit. This team didn't hit at all the regular season. But then they came alive with the bats and the posing. It really was a, to- a, a, a very much a fun team to watch this year. And so, but uh, they didn't get it done. The Giants get it done. It was wild World Series. It was a wild playoffs. Totally unpredictable. But hey, you know. To all those hooligans and the mongos who say baseball's dying and baseball's boring, I think you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. We're going to take uh, a break, but I just want to say something about our sponsor, 1-800-Flowers. Guys, you've been in that position before. You know what I'm talking about. It's your wife's birthday, the anniversary, your girlfriend's birthday anniversary. It's um, her Christmas is coming out the fall uh and then the winter website. What? One hundred flowers is great. Yes, I'm on the show. I know. But um, yes, but you know, if there's one place you gotta go when you need flowers. You need them in a pinch. You gotta call the call the our good friends one eight hundred flowers or go to one eight hundred flowers dot com. Tell them fanatic radio set you. You'll get a discount. Uh, if you need any more interest, contact Mike. He knows all the information. They they people love Mike Gardner and 1-800-Flowers. So go check them out. Fantastic sponsor of the show. Well, we got some more exciting, action-packed edition on Halloween, no less. Some tricks, some treats. You are listening to the one and the only Fanatic Radio on blogtechradio.com. We'll be right back. Fanatic Radio. I have no decision-making capability on this program. It's the reason you wake up on game day and put on your team's colors. Fanatic Radio on Lock Talk Radio.
is the monster From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires peace The ghouls all came from their humble abode To get a jolt from my electrode They did the match They did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash They did the match It caught on in a flash They did the match Zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocky, all were digging the sound. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hound. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It caught on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match. Now the monster man. The monster man. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the man. It's caught on and flash. It's now the man. It's now the monster man. Now everything's cool, Rack's a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what it said. And you can mash. And you can monster mash. The monster mash. And you, my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on and all fly. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Fanatic Radio is America's premier sports music program. It's an essential part of our society, like hot dogs and Cadillacs. With Mike Gardner and Ben Florence providing unique insight from the wide world of sports. He should just retire so he could dip him in bronze and ship him to the Hall of Fame. Playing only the hottest music. The only thing we ever play on the show is Motown and R&B. And always striving for perfection. We're climbing the ladder to success, escalator style. Yes! See for yourself. Check out Fanatic Radio only on Blog Talk Radio. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it from a song, but I can't remember. And we will give you back here on Fanatic Radio. Ben Florence with you. Block Talk Radio. BlockTalkRadio.com. Later, uh, podcast on iTunes. And then you also could check out the write-up on my website. A little, uh, little ditty called Beeflow360.com. Coming to you live from Columbia, Missouri. You know, this week, not only did the MLB season end, the World Series talked about in our first segment, but the basketball season began. Before we even talk about basketball, you know, we're going to, and we're going to talk more about football later on, hopefully. But one uh, subject has been a very odd subject, and it really came to light last week's surprise trading. Last week, got last Friday, surprise trading of uh, Seahawks wide receiver. Percy Harvin to the New York Jets, a trade that came hours after a report that they said they wanted to include him more in the offense. But it came-
amount, you know, there appear to be issues in the Seattle locker room and some odd issues, including with uh, Marshawn Lynch, who apparently the, the team has grown frustrated with in their own right. They may move to, uh, aim to move on from him eventually this offseason. But apparently issues with Russell Wilson and whether he is, quote-unquote, black enough. Well, since the base basketball season is back, that means we get to see more of our good of our great friend Charles Barkley on the TV. He was on the call of the Cavaliers Knicks game last night. But he was on a 94 WIP Philadelphia. WIP, the big sports leader in the city of brotherly love. And he had some interesting comments to say about the Russell Wilson, uh, about that whole shebang. You brought up the like hating the smart kid, right? The dumb kid take the smart kid. Yes. And did you see the Mike Freeman story about Russell Wilson? I heard that. I heard about it. And you know, for those people listening, Mike Freeman wrote a piece about Russell Wilson where he quoted unnamed players saying he wasn't black enough, that he was too too much of a company guy and that sort of thing. Now Mike disagreed with the the, the statement, but some of the players said that. Is that the same case where? Like, why would you hate Russell Wilson? Well, unfortunately, as I tell my white friends, we as black people, we're never going to be successful, not because of you white people, because of other black people. When you're black, you have to deal with so much crap in your life from other black people. Uh, it's, it's a dirty, dark secret. I'm glad it's coming out. It comes out mm-hmm. every few years. I wrote a big chapter in my book about it, to be honest with you. I said, you know, when young black kids, you know, when they do well in school, the, the, the loser kids tell them, oh, you're acting white. The kids who speak intelligently, right. uh, they tell them you're acting white. So it's a dirty, dark secret in the black community, one of the reasons we're never going to be successful as a whole because of other black people. And for some reason we are brainwashed to think if you're not a thug or an idiot, you're not black enough. If you go to school, make good grades, speak intelligent, and don't break the law, you're not a good black person. And it's a dirty, dark secret, Anthony. Most, I heard Stephen A. talking about it. It, it. Listen, I hate to bring white people into our crap, but as a black person, we all go through it when you're successful. Uh, you know, it's like one of, the reason, you know, one of the reasons a lot of black players go broke is because when you're successful, your friends say, oh, you ain't cool, you ain't down with us yeah. anymore, and you end up giving up all your money to these damn losers, and you end up broke again. Yeah. Uh, but it's a dirty, dark secret in the black community that a lot of black people who are unintelligent, who don't have a uh, success, it's best to knock a successful black person down because they're intelligent, they speak well, they do well in school, and they're successful. And they don't. I mean, think about it. Well, it's crabs in a barrel, right? It's crabs in a barrel. And it's the thing that's funny. I, we're the only race that tell people if you don't have street cred, which like that means you've been arrested. Right, 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 right. Like that's a that's a compliment. We're the only ethnic group who say, hey, if you go to jail, it gives you street cred. It's just typical BS that goes on when you're black, man. Don't don't waste a lot of time on it, please, because it's just so. Russell Wilson has it. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know Russell Wilson. I met him and said hello, but just because he studies the playbook all the time, he doesn't go out clubbing and things like that. I guess some of the other players, uh, you see what happened with Percy Harvin, I guess they didn't like the way. He, they want him to do crazy stuff, and he didn't want to do it. You know, uh, uh, Charles Barkley, always unfilled and always good to uh, say something that people are going to listen. People are always going to listen to Charles Barkley. He makes some strong comments there. 
about, uh, you know, folks of his own race. And, you know, he makes some interesting points. I don't agree with everything he said. Like, he like he knows that this is why, you know, black athletes also go broke. I mean, that's not a, you know, I wouldn't say that's an African-American athlete problem. I think that's an athlete problem in general. I think that, you know, you see, you may see more of that in basketball because simply there are a lot more African-Americans in the NBA than there are in other sports. And there's a lot more white folks in baseball. But I think that what's what's really odd is that, you know, Russell West Russell Wilson, not West, Russell Westbrook, we'll get to him momentarily. But, you know, he does people have noticed, you know, he, he you know, his crew, or if you want to use that term, all white guys, you know, but he does have the high profile thing, he he does speak well. He's not somebody that you would have that common connotation of as he said, you know, somebody from the street or a thug or any of that. So, but I don't get the whole, I mean, but also it may not be something that I can get, you know, it's just a, you know, random white kid from the suburbs. That's not something I can attest to, you know, judge somebody on the whole thing of he's not black and all all that. So, it's it's a very odd story and it shows that, you know, race is obviously, I mean, I'm not just surprising anybody by saying this, but race is still a very fiery and inflammatory subject in this in, so in this world. Especially in this country. Now, speaking of Barkley, though, he was on the call of the the, the debut of uh, the new triumvirate, the new big three in Cleveland, LeBron James, Kevin Love, as well as Kyrie Irving. And, you know, they lost in a pretty surprising way to the next. They lost by five points, 95 to 90. I think I think some people are like, well, the Knicks aren't going to be any good, and so the Cavs aren't going to be that good now because they just lost the Knicks their home thing. And, you know, LeBron didn't play well at all. Love played very well, but LeBron didn't play that well at all. And Charles Barkley was on the call. Made the point of, you know, this is him, his first broadcast back in Cle- or first game back in Cleveland. There's always going to be that those jitters of when he's returning home. Especially because, you know, all the connections he had when he was the star there and then he left. There was a lot of gonna be a lot of pressure in this game, especially now with this team with a significant amount of expectation in their own way, no matter how much LeBron has tried to temper that. But he didn't play well, like Flat didn't want to play well. I don't think, you know, everybody knows LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. We all know, quite frankly, it's not that close. So the Cavs are going to be all right. They're going to be a one or two seed. There's no need to panic. There's no need for anybody. And I don't really, really see that much panic. I'm sure some some mongos will do that. Some hooligans on the Twitter stream. We love Twitter. Not really. But yes, you know, going forward, people could be like, well, and let's not forget, the Miami Heat last time, they started 9-8. and eight. People were calling for Eric Spolstra to be fired. Look how crazy that looks now. I'm, I'm, especially how high I am on Spolstra. And especially, you know, with this Heat team that doesn't have LeBron. But, and of course, but that was also a different situation. Because, but also, Blatt, never been a head coach before. In the States, very successful head coach overseas. was hugely successful in Israel, which is where he was hired from. That's why a lot of people wanted to hire him. And Cleveland would be able to get him. And also, they don't have somebody, like, that's necessarily in waiting, like, Miami, at least initially, Spolstra had the fear. It was similar to when Stan Van Gunny, when they got Shaq and Wade. He had the fear 
of Pat Riley, you know, being the president of the Heat, possibly coming back and coaching and firing Spolstrad. Riley had said that wasn't going to happen, and it ultimately didn't happen. There was no reason for them to do that. When you get a big three like this, you have to let things gel. And things are going to gel. They don't always do. Uh, people, you know, nobody re- recalls all the rings that Dwight Howard won in the Lakers, more than the Lakers momentarily. But this Cleveland team, there's so much talent here, and you have a guy like LeBron that's so great at featuring everybody else. We also have two guys. You have two guys, their big three, a couple guys that have never been to the playoffs in love, Myron, Obscurity, more or less, in Minnesota. Kyrie Irving's been part of some pretty disappointing and pretty mediocre Cleveland clubs. So Cleveland's going to be fine. You know, the, I think the Knicks saw this as an opportunity. You know, hey, we're going to go on because they're going to be a borderline. They're going to be back into the East, uh, Eastern Conference playoff picture, I should say. They're going to be a playoff, or they're going to be a playoff contender. They're going to be in the mix for that seven, eight spot. Probably not much higher than that. But for them, this was probably a game where they were definitely looking forward to it. They wanted to take an opportunity to steal some thunder. LeBron had a lot of pressure on him. He definitely was pressing last night. And the Knicks came out, and the Knicks won. So, you know, we always talk about pride. Whatever happened to pride? But, it, you know, Cleveland, I have no reason to worry. If this is like three months from now, LeBron still looking mediocre, we'll talk then. But, you know, I mentioned the Lakers, and kudos again. This is turning to Charles Barkley's show. Ain't nobody got time for that. But, you know, Barkley mentioned, you know, we got to, then now they got to not stop, not play, uh, not show the Lakers. And, you know, the Lakers are shown as always because they are the Lakers. They're the most popular team, the second most popular media market and city in the United States. They're going to be atrocious. They very well may be. And I didn't think about this a week ago. Yes, one game is too much to worry about. And they look, but, but but the Lakers are going to be remember they wanted to play smash mouth basketball. Byron Scott says within a team with Nick Young, they're not gonna, they don't want to shoot threes, which literally makes no sense, and it's just terrible basketball. But this Lakers team, and here's the thing: you had the thing with Kobe and Dwight Howard. Yes, Howard throwing elbows, but here's the thing: Kobe is going to have a significant amount of edge for multiple reasons. Hey, this Lakers team, he really doesn't have that much next to him. Lynn should be a guy who's a six man, but he's starting. You know, Julius Randle is very talented, and a guy I liked a lot. Broke his leg in the first game. I mean, Jordan Hill's a nice player. Boozer's aging. But this Lakers team has got nobody. Lakers are going to be atrocious this year. So, Kobe Bryant is going to have a significant amount of edge on him. He's always played with edge. He's always been kind of an angry guy having to prove himself. But now he has to do it. He hasn't played a full month of basketball in two years. He, the team isn't going to be off. So he's going to feel the pressure to lead the team. And people have been downing him like, how good is Kobe? And then you have those stories in these offices. Nobody wants to play with Kobe, which I can kind of see. Kobe, you know, he's a tough guy to play with. He's, had, he, he's matured a little bit. But, he, you know, he's been a tough guy to play with. But, now he still has that reputation of being, you know, a little hard headed. And again, he's gonna play with a lot of edge, so he's 
maybe we shouldn't be that surprised. And of course, he had issues with Dwight Howard when Dwight Howard was on was on the Lakers. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised that there's a little showdown. You know, you can go back and watch the tapes and do all that. But you know, the Lakers—they're going to be atrocious this year. They're going to be really bad. And Byron Scott, you know what? He did a good job with Nets, and he got pushed up by Jason Kidd. Unfairly, in my opinion, but I thought he did a good job with the Nets. He did a mm, he did a pretty match job with the Hornets. He did a terrible job with Cleveland. Those teams play no defense, and this team doesn't really have that many players, and they're going to be off. So it's going to be a miserable season for Showtime. You know what's what's also going to be interesting is now the Oklahoma City Thunder. That we knew that with uh, the Jones uh, fracture in his foot. When his leg, uh, or star, wherever it was. Kevin Durant, second best player in the league, defending MVP, out for a month. That's going to be tough for the Thunder to deal with. Everybody knows that. But, anyways, but people thought, you know, Russell Westbrook, top seven player in the league, one of the best guards, a, a, a truly exhilarating player and an awesome player to watch. Now, after what happened last night in a loss to the Clippers in their debut of the Steve Ballmer era. Nothing gets in our way. Boom! Keep coming hardcore! I love that guy. Uh, already my favorite owner in basketball, probably. But, you know, and now in the game last night, Russell Westbrook, who was, who was for this month, was going to have the pressure of leading this Thunder team. Now he injures himself. He's got a broken hand. And now he's going to be out for about a month as well, maybe a little more. So now this Thunder team is going to be without their two, two far away best players. Now their best player overall is Serge Baca. You know, he's very, he's not, he doesn't have much of a post game yet. He's got a very good face up game. Reggie Jackson, kind of a, a little poor man's Westbrook uh, offensively. But now he's going to be their offensive guy. You saw last night. Perry Jones, who didn't do anything last year, he was one of their guys, their key guys. So it's going to be very tough. Again, it's only a month of the season, but it's not crazy that these guys could be out for, you know, a fifth of the season, almost up to a quarter of the season. And how will this Thunder team deal without Durant and without Westbrook? This is it's how they manage to stretch. And besides, they have a head coach who everybody knows is not very good. Scott Brooks is just not a good coach. It, you really can't sell anybody on the fact that he's a he's good coach. Because quite frankly, you know, he's you know, let's just let's just be frank. Scott Brooks is not a good coach. Uh, I like lunch. And so now, but now this, this team is going to have to manage that. How they do that is going to be interesting. It's uh, you know, the Western Conference is always tough, but this is going to be a very strong, very deep Western Conference. I think even more so than last year when you had the ninth seed, didn't make the playoffs, and they had 48 wins in the Suns. So, how does Thunder team responds? If they have a really bad start, they may not make the playoffs. It is not a guarantee that this team makes the playoffs because how is, how is Durant and Westbrook, how are they going to play when they get back? How is that going to go down when these two guys who hadn't played all year, they're going to come back and then the pressure is going to be on it. They may be a little rusty. Who knows how they're going to look when that happens. And especially if they start poorly, all the pressure is going to be on them when they come back. 
So the Thunder are definitely going to be something to watch now in this next month, month and a half, four, six weeks, without Durant, without Westbrook. If they can manage it, and if they can stay 500, or if they can keep competitive with teams, they can win games, still get some upset wins, because they're, you know, they're still players on the roster. As I mentioned, Serge Barker, tremendous on the defensive end. Reggie Jackson's a good player. You guys like Claude Butler, uh, the talent the young center, and still a little raw Stephen Adams. I mean, there are players on the roster. Josh Eustis, last year's uh, first round pick. So there are players at Stanford. There are um, there are players on the roster. They got players. It's not like the team's going to be, you know, they're not going to win a game. But if they can stay competitive and they can stay in the hunt in the West, they'll be fine. I think they're going to slide to around six, seven spot. But it's not crazy if they struggle that they'd be the worst team in the – or not not the worst team in the West. Total misstatement. But if they, you know, if they're not lucky – Lucky. But if they're not that or if they don't, you know, play well, it's not a guarantee they miss the playoffs because this year it's not crazy. A team with 50 wins could miss the playoffs. It's just not that crazy. So that's our uh, that's our NBA talk. We're gonna slide from the NBA to some NFL action. You know, it was a crazy game on on Monday night to Washington and Dallas. Dallas was a heavy favorite. And they were my lock of the week. I guess Washington was starting Colt McCoy, who hadn't started a game in years. And even though he played well the previous Sunday, you know, it's still Colt McCoy. He has a limited arm, so he can't do as much as he can in that offense. But, you know, the Cowboys played well, but then Tony Roma had that tough uh, the tough injury. And then they he was out of the game, and then there was a controversy whether Jerry Jones put him back in the game. He forced Garrett to put him back in. He denies that. All the parties deny that. But, it's, you know, that is still around. Uh, I don't think Jones did that. I mean, Jones is, has the reputation he has for a reason. And rightfully so. He's rightfully earned the reputation he has. But, you know. It's not worth the risk for Romo. And quite frankly, for this team, it's going to be a tough week anyway. So we don't know what's going to happen with Romo. And then they ended up losing that game. We don't know what's going to happen with Romo. We're still not sold whether he should play. They should rat some, you know, a friend of mine was telling me earlier on KCOU, the show I was on, the Big Three, which is Fridays, uh, 1 to 3 Eastern, uh, 12 to 2 here in the West, in the Central time zone that if they really should just sit them until the bye. Why not? They're in great shape, uh, really, in the NFC. They're rely on Murray. And go with the backup. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's not worth having your franchise quarterback get hurt. It's just not worth it. But you, you look at this Dallas team. Should you be worried if you're a Cowboys fan about the Washington loss? I don't think you should. They 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 didn't play that great, but it was also the tight rivalry. They got a tough game this Sunday in Arizona, I think they're going to lose. Other stories in the NFL. The We all know, and you saw that them win again last night. Everybody knows the NFC South is a joke. But it looks like, you know, Carolina, Cam Newton doesn't have any help. The defense for Carolina doesn't look that good. But he hasn't played that well either. And that just means there's more for him. If he's not playing well, that team's not going to win. They haven't played well of late. Tampa Bay is just atrocious. It's crazy to think that they would be in the mix. But this, they've been so bad this year 
But, you know, for a while, we haven't been able to rule the Buccaneers out. And Atlanta's just, like, atrocious, and they let that win. They totally choked against the Lions. So the Saints, but they got the big win on Sunday night, you know. You guys know I'm a Packers fan. But I had a really funky feeling about that game. Because even though New Orleans hasn't looked good at all this year, or had not to that point, they're still a very tough team to beat at home, and they needed the win. And they got the win. They smoked the Packers, who were playing great of late. And now last night, they beat the, uh, beat the Panthers in a relatively, uh, com- uh, not compelling, but a relatively uncompetitive way. They really just almost blew the doors off them, and Carolina can't do anything offensively right now. They can't run the ball. But so, but the Saints look like they're going to win that division. I'd be surprised because you can't have any confidence in any of the other teams in that division. So New Orleans looks like they're going to be in good shape. Big game this Sunday. Patriots, Broncos, Sunday. The big, uh, the big, uh, you know, every, you know, people are like you can't ever get tired of Brady and Manning. And I think I said that in the blog. You know what? You really can't. They've been playing each other every year. It's like, yes, they have a great rivalry and it's huge ratings and now it's just two big markets, two great teams. But it's also, these guys don't need to play each other every year. They're not division rivals. If they took a year off, then it'd be more build up the next year. But, you know, Denver's definitely the better team. New England's actually rolled off four in a row. They've looked very good. Their offense look very good. Tom Brady's are great. Their defense is good. It's not as good as Denver. And Brady is not manning right now. He's not putting up those enormous numbers, and he doesn't have anywhere near the weapon they do. But I think the Patriots are going to win this game. I think because they, they're playing at home and they want to get the advantage of the embarrassing way they lost the AFC Championship game. I like the Patriots this Sunday after another good game. It's a Sunday night game, Pittsburgh-Baltimore. The last time these two teams played, Baltimore smashed Pittsburgh way earlier. It was week two, and it was right in the heart of the whole Ray Rice Issues. So, the Pittsburgh, they haven't looked that good, and yet they're five and three. They're very much in the mix and now. Baltimore's no longer in first place. That would be Cincinnati, especially with the legendary tie. That's a tough game to call. The, those games between those two are always fun. They're always physical. They always play each other very hard. You know, running the ball, but you get to throw on the ball. I like Pittsburgh. And uh, not only Pittsburgh at home. I think Pittsburgh now, I'm, I'm pulling on the revenge cliche, I think Pittsburgh's going to want to get some revenge for that for that week two destruction in Baltimore. And I think they're going to get, I think they're going to bounce back and get the win. But all right, we had some great NFL talk. You are listening to Blog Talk Radio, Fanatic Radio, your number one, America's number one sports and music program. We're going to take one more break, but first, I want to mention 1-800-Flowers. Guys, you know the position. It's your anniversary. It's your one month anniversary with your girlfriend. It's your it's your one month anniversary with your girlfriend. It's your two uh, two year anniversary with your wife. It's your wife's birthday. It's I don't know. It's a baby shower. You need flowers. You need them fast. There's only one number you should call. One eight hundred flowers. Call call our friends at one eight hundred flowers. They'll take care of you. Get all the flowers you want for great deals. You can find all the deals out online, especially when you call now. And go, you either call them or you go to the website, 1-800-Flowers.com. They are, there's nobody else better at getting you the flowers you need to correct any mistakes you may have made or to fill the holes in the fact that you didn't get your special missus 
And even for ladies, if you didn't get your mister any flowers, if they're into flowers, if they, you know, they're the floral kind of guy. So one 800 com. We are so proud to be partnered with them. Right here on Fanatic Radio. we got more Fanatic Radio coming up after this. So stay with us right here on BTR. Fanatic Radio. Get ready to break the pain. <laughs> it's the reason you wake up on game day and put on your team's colors. Fanatic Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Fanatic Radio is America's premier sports music program. It's an essential part of our society, like hot dogs and Cadillacs. With Mike Gardner and Ben Florence providing unique insight from the wide world of sports. He should just retire so he can dip him in bronze and ship him to the Hall of Fame. Playing only the hottest music. The only thing we ever play on the show is Motown and R&B. And always striving for perfection. We're climbing the ladder to success, escalator style. Yes! See for yourself. Check out Fanatic Radio only on Blog Talk Radio.
Back here on Fanatic Radio, we've got the last 12 minutes, 11 minutes, pardon me, of the program. Coming to you live from a hallway outside of KCOU.FM, 88.1. You should check them out. Got some fantastic programs, uh, Inside Out, and not the Weekly Takeaway, but uh, you know, the Big Three, um, Happy Hour on Fridays, you know, the pre-game, Tiger pre-game live, great stuff. Maybe they treat me well. Let's talk a little college football. And how about the game last night between the Florida State Seminoles and the Louisville Cardinals? Louisville, strong defense, jumped up to a big lead early. And yet, here comes Florida State scoring 35 points in the second half to get the win. You know, this this Florida State team, they just won't die. They're, this is not the same team as they are last year. And, of course, everyone knows the shenanigans, all the self-imposed crap that James Winston has done to make himself look like a complete goon. What did Kansas do? But, um, in Kansas didn't do anything. Actually, the wreck came out last week, but we'll get to NASCAR in a moment. But, uh, great audio clip. Mike will love that. But anyways, you know, this Florida State team, they, you know, they struggled. They had a bunch of tight games. And you know what? They keep on winning. The Bulls just keep on winning. They're finding a way to win. And quite frankly, you know, people drop the well, this team wouldn't would be fourth in the SEC West. First off, who cares? Okay, the SEC West, no, everybody knows the SEC West is absolutely, you know, wild. Everybody knows it's super strong as a division, the best conference. They are the reason right now. They, the SEC West is the best conference in, in college football right now. And they're not even a conference. But, you know, Florida State, they're, they, this team, they're going to be in the playoff mix. I don't see them losing. They beat Notre Dame. The ACC, let's be honest, sucks. The ACC, quite frankly, just isn't any Okay, he doesn't belong in college for two minutes, no less one year. So, you know, Jameis Winston, he played fantastic when he had to last night. In the second half, he was lights out. Florida State This team's going to be in the playoff. Everybody knows that. That's not obvious. They're the defending champs for a reason. They're the best team in college football? I say no, but quite frankly, you don't have to be the best team in college football to get to the playoff. You have to be one of the best four teams in college football. And speaking of the playoff, this week was the inaugural edition of the college football playoff rankings. It's basically like the BCS rankings. They're going to do weekly rankings from now from this point on in the season. And my, my problem with that is that why? There's literally nobody asking for this. And in fact, they initially said, the playoff committee said, the selection committee, which will all remember because Archie Manning's he's he's feeling ill and he doesn't feel he can and so instead of seventeen, sixteen. Well, 
but there's there's literally no reason why we needed rankings. These rankings now don't mean anything. The only time that the rankings at any point mean anything before the end of the year for, like, you know, the bowl season is solely for TV. Number one, Ole Miss. Number five, Alabama or whatever it is. You know, obviously that didn't happen that match like that, but that's the only real reason why we need that, why we have the rankings. There's literally no need for the rankings. I'm sorry. So there's no need for these playoff rankings. You want to get away from the BCS. You want to get away from college football has been. You dump the weekly rankings. You don't need them. They're completely, they're useless. So, you know, you see the playoff rankings. They came out on Tuesday night. So, you know, they're overhyped. You do the TV show on, so, and all that jazz. But your rankings came out. Not too many surprises. Mississippi State came out, of course, on top. SEC West and three of the top four. It, you know, it came out. Mississippi State, right now, this was the playoffs. Mississippi State, Florida State, Auburn, Ole Miss. Obviously, that's not what's going to happen right now because Mississippi State or Ole Miss, they're going to lose at, one, at some point. So, and Mississippi State Ole Miss is not going to be a playoff matchup because they're going to play their last regular season game of the year in the Egg Bowl, which would be awesome. So, your top 10 Mississippi State, Florida State, Auburn, Ole Miss, Oregon, Alabama, TCU, Michigan State, Kansas State, Notre Dame. You know, no real surprise there. Notre Dame may be a little low, but on the whole, if we're going to analyze ranks now, I do love that trash in the rankings now we're going to analyze. But you know what? They're here. There's something to talk about in college football. And if I made my playoff picks right now, I think the four teams are going to be Florida State and Oregon. So I don't think Oregon's going to lose the rest of the way, neither Florida State. Mississippi State, I think, is also going to win. I think they're going to beat Alabama. I think they're going to win the Egg Bowl. Even with the Egg Bowl being in in Oxford, Michigan State, I also think, is going to win. I think Ole Miss is going to lose. Auburn's going to lose. Uh, Ole Miss is going to lose once. Uh, Auburn's going to lose a few times. Some other schools are going to lose in there. But, uh, that's what I think the play of the playoff is going to shake out right at this moment. You know, but again, it doesn't matter how it. That's the problem. It doesn't matter how this shapes out now, because it's all going to change. It's obvious that all of this stuff, it's just going to change, and that's why you know we don't need. We don't need – We love, I like the playoffs. This is a great year for the playoffs. We have so many great teams. But we don't need these rankings. And, yes, I did just spend a few minutes analyzing and talk a little bit about them. So, you know. Of course, we've got five minutes and change left. This, of course, is Fanatic Radio. Ben Florentino, Mike Gardner, the great Mike Gardner. He's on location at Texas Motor Speedway up in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm – on location, Columbia, Missouri, outside the KCOU studios across from MUTV, here in the basement of the, the MU Student Center on the campus of the University of Missouri. You know, a lot of people here. Got a lot of great, uh, some good people, good friends. One of, one of my great friends, Jeff Falls, I'm crashing with. God bless us. So we're going to close out the show with something that Jeff likes a lot, and by likes a lot, me don't like it all. We're going to talk some NASCAR. And as you noticed, I played a little uh, junior clip. I'm going to play it again, and you know what this is from. We're going to drink a lot of beer tonight. And what that was, of course, you know, the week.
after he's eliminated, you know, the first race of the eliminator round, the second to last round, we're now down to eight drivers, and four drivers will advance. And this and this past Sunday was the first time a race was won at the chase by a driver that's not in the chase. And that was Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the 88 car for Hendrick. He won uh, at, uh, at Martinsville. Uh, Martinsville place, you know, we're, we have the 10-year anniversary of the uh, the, the tragic Hendrick plane crash. Um, actually, actually, was it, was it yeah, well, I, I believe it was 10 years. And, but a great one for Dale Jr. Now, fourth one of the year, it's going to be even though it came a little too late, but now that makes it a little more interesting because now there's only two drivers that will win instead of potential three. After a great win and a very, very uh, fun race, Martin is always fun because you know it's the shortest track, it's so tight. You know the turn, you know, it's a paper, it's a paper clip. and you know there's a track that's rich in tradition, the grandfather clocks and all that. But a great win for Dale Jr. He has, even though he's not going to win the title. He's Great year, and as he has a new crew chief next year going forward, there's, there's got to be some high ups. And I think Dale Jr. over the last couple of years did a great job to recapture a lot of confidence because for a couple of years he was not competitive at all with Hendrick. So now it's going to we go to Texas, and that's why Mike Gardner's in there, Texas Michigan anyway. Also, great job the fact that there's an, a, the cup race at Texas. And the United States Grand Prix in Austin at the same time. I don't know why they thought about that, but oh, but you definitely got to check out the U.S. Grand Prix though. You know, Sebastian Vettel, the defending winner of the event, of course. But hey, he's leaving Red Bull. How about that? But you know, we're talking good talking NASCAR. As we only have two and a half minutes left in the program. You know, because you know, not like big NASCAR fans. But it's going to be interesting these next two races as they decide the, decide the final four for the championship race at Homestead. In this new Sprint Cup uh, chase for the Sprint Cup point standing, the guy that's been the strongest guy in the chase thus far has been Joey Logano. He's won a race. He's the only guy that's won a race in every stage until now. I, I think that's true. Actually, no. I maybe Keselowski won the first race. So there's a couple of Penske guys. Logano was great in the last one, and he's the defending winner at Texas because he won the Spring Race, the Great American Speedway. So this Texas team, or this Joey Logano team, they're definitely going to be a tough team to take out and defeat. But, you know, got guys in the mix. Newman, he could very well be in the mix. Uh, all the other guys, Harvick, who had a stuff run, Kenseth, they're going to be in the mix as well. As we wrap up, we only have a minute left. You're on Fanatic Radio. As you hear, uh, Green Onions opens the show and ends the show. We're coming up on the uh, you know, We had a great show, so check out the NASCAR race. You got a great, a great contract. Well, I will be at uh, Missouri, Kentucky tomorrow. Missouri is the favorite. I don't see why at all. I think Kentucky's going to win the game, but it's going to be a very odd game to watch. So I'll be in the next. Yeah, the NFL, of course, on Sunday. Watching that for a race. Winner in the chase. Eliminated round. Kobe locks himself in. Or will we see another guy? Or will we see someone like a Jimmy Johnson? 
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.